He's Christian. He's Jimmer. Welcome back to Two Physical Therapists and a Bag of Chips. Wonton. Today, we are going to be reviewing the Maybo's one-ton chip and discussing avascular necrosis. Yeah, it got progressively worse there. We discussed that last week. We went from yes. carpal tunnel syndrome to mm -hmm. compartment syndrome mm -hmm. to avascular necrosis. Yes, so avascular necrosis is a bone death due to poor blood supply. That's appropriate. Right around Halloween, yeah. bone death, yeah. day of the death, oh. day of the dead. Day of Day of de los Muertes. Yes, Day of the Dead. Yes, not Day of Death. Yeah, I found out they uh, they also November first is much more important in Lithuania than uh, than Halloween. Really? So they do a whole respect dead friends, respect dead the dead family, thing. Okay. dead elders. In Lithuania, yeah. mind you. Huh? Mm -hmm. Who knew? Yep. Same thing, November one. So that's, that's fascinating. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, but avascular necrosis is most common at the ends of long bones. So the last few times we've seen it have been both in the humerus, but it is just as likely in the, the femoral head, which is probably the most well-known. Uh, you can also get Thank it. Thank you, Bo Jackson. Yeah. Uh, you can also get it in the, the bones of the hand and wrist, which have a bunch of fun names. Scaphoid's a pretty big one. Then you have Kleinbach's disease, which is of the lunate. And then you have Dietrich's disease, which is of the metacarpal. Uh, you can also see this in the foot and ankle on occasion. Never seen it. Isn't it called Perthes disease in the hip? Is it something else? Leg calf Perthes, I think, is uh, juvenile. That's what it is, yes. I knew it was something with the hip. Yeah. We'll talk about it. No, yeah. that, that's, a, that's a topic for another day. We, we don't see that often at all. No, we don't. Clearly. Do a lot of peds. So the symptoms of uh, vascular necrosis are, are early on. There's usually no symptoms whatsoever. Um, you don't notice much at all. They, they tend to follow a trauma of some sort. So uh, again, in the two we've seen recently in the, in the humerus, they are both traumatic falls resulting in fractures near the humeral head, which were surgically repaired with screws and plates and slowly over a period of time, range of motion reduced, weakness started to present more and more pain, New, new round of x-rays, and lo and behold, avascular necrosis was present. Yeah, the not most fun. No, the most famous case, as mentioned, is probably Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson dislocated his hip while playing football. He was so strong, he was able to pull his own hip out of socket, which is a remarkable feat of strength in and of itself. Uh, the doctors didn't believe him because he was a young guy. And it progressed to the point that uh, he ended up with a hip replacement very, very young. It ended his football career and significantly limited his, his baseball career. Yeah. So he, Imagine all the records he could have held. Yeah. So he played professional baseball with a, with a hip replacement in... Uh, That's right, for the White Sox. In the 80s, I guess that would have been. Yeah. Um, no, I want to say 90s. Was it early 90s? Yeah. Early 90s. Because yeah. I, I was here already, so early 90s. Yeah. Early 90s, yeah. So, uh, but, I mean. Yeah, so with, with that, with, um, with a hip dislocation that he sustained, you can rupture the main artery to the mm -hmm. femoral head. Yeah, the femoral ligament contains an artery. You tear that, then yeah. it will uh, discontinue blood supply to the femoral head, and it will then die off, which would um, prevent you with a, or present you with a necrosis. 
the scaphoid is really common following uh, what's called a fouche, which is a fall on outstretched hand. So we're always very concerned if someone has fractured their scaphoid. Uh, a scaphoid fracture will heal quite well as long as it is immobilized. And if it's not immobilized, you definitely run the risk of avascular necrosis, and that is something we don't want to do. There's a pretty straightforward test for that, which we will put a video up this week. It's a, it's a test you can do on yourself, so if you're at all concerned, it's certainly something you can check into. In terms of treatment for, for those, they tend to replace the scaphoid with a, with a balled-up ligament. So I'll take the bone out and ball up a ligament and, and stick it in there, and it'll kind of act as a pseudo-bone. But most of the time, these will end up with with replacements. Uh, the treatment for it is, is quite difficult to get the bone to regrow after it's died off enough, so that's not always that good. In both of our recent cases of uh, humeral avascular necrosis, they both were resulted in, in shoulder replacement to, uh, to minimize any issues there. After the shoulder replacement, both patients went on and did great. Uh, back to playing golf, back to all their typical day-to-day -day activities. No problems there. Yep. Easy peasy. There are some risk factors associated with this. The most common one is trauma. You have a fracture that's not healing well. The other one we see, you'll read about the most is excessive uh, or long-term steroid use, so corticosteroid use. So this is the fear, and this is why you can't just shoot cortisone repeatedly into any joint because you'll run the risk of killing off the bone, which will then result in obviously a lot of pain and weakness and range of motion loss. And the only option at that point is a joint replacement. There you have it. The other ones that are out there, excessive alcohol use kept popping up, radiation or other medical treatments, organ transplant, and specifically kidney transplant is related to that. And there's a few other ones out there, sickle cell, lupus, HIV, AIDS, pancreatitis, and then diabetes is also more closely associated with it. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say those are all pretty rare. Yeah, it's rare anyway, super yeah. rare. The number of cases is, I mean, very low. So this isn't something that's that common, but it's just kind of interesting to talk about every once in a while. So, yeah, especially uh, when it's uh, been just past the Day of the Dead. Yeah, there you go. Dead bone. That's kind of all we got to say about that, I think. If you suspect something's up, get an x-ray, take a look. Yeah. Be careful with your steroids. <laughs> yeah. Be careful with your steroids. Yes, that's it. You know, use them sparingly. All right, I think we're on to trivia. Trivia. Last week, what is the longest muscle in the body? Yeah, I did not know this. Uh, Sartorius was the expected answer. We did get a number of answers, and we, we had a bit of a discussion on it, actually. So uh, we've reached out to Dr. Mike Pasco to see if we can get an official anatomist's perspective on this. But uh, until... We get that. We'll probably bring that up maybe next visit, or we'll definitely have it on the uh, the social medias at some point in time here. We're going to stick with Sartorius. The other options were the erector spinae, I mean, which certainly run a long way from the top of your pelvis to the base of your spine. Uh, the argument against that is that they're segmental and not considered one muscle, and they're innervated segmentally, so there's different nerves functioning on that, which again kind of strengthens that segmental component but we will certainly look into it. We also had plantaris brought up as well as latissimus dorsi, which is gonna run a long way from the, from the pelvis to, to the underarm as well, which is quite a long thing. Someone else brought up, what if somebody has really short femurs? Yeah. 
But I mean, that's we're we're talking averages here, right? Yeah. So there you have it. Couple options. Game on. So we thought it was a simple question. Turns out not not as simple as as we expected. What's plural for sartorius? Sartorii. I think that sounds about right. Sartoriuses. Yeah. This week's question: What is the name of the Pringles mascot? Yeah, chips related. Chips nothing related. nothing to do with uh, avascular necrosis. Nope. Or the chips that were. Uh, this question has only one answer, so that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. All right. On to the chips. Crackers. Yeah, there are more crackers today. That's true. We are doing the Mabo's one-ton chip, which is a staple in Hawaii. Uh, these were brought to us by Michelle Vallow. She was out having a nice vacation during the Ironman competition. These chips kept popping up all over the place. One ton is actually a... Play of words. Yes, on wonton. Wonton. I didn't see that until you told me this morning. Yeah. So uh, these are essentially wontons that have some sugar added in, and then they are deep fried. So they're deep fried wonton chips, essentially. Aren't wontons deep fried per definition? I think they are. I think yeah. Are. Yeah. So, so these just double added. fried. Well, I guess they just probably have the sugar. I think they just added the sugar hmm. to it. A lot of them are foldies here, which is quite nice. Yeah. Not chippy. No. Nope. Not, not bad. Not my thing. Very mealy. Yeah. It tastes like crackers. I mean, um, wheat and eggs. Yeah, and I want chips to have at least some kind of salt. Yeah. These are, um, yeah, these are like wheat thins. Definitely crunchy. They probably yeah. go really well with some sweet and sour sauce. Yeah, or in your uh, hot and sour soup. Or, hot and sour soup, yeah. Um, no. Not, not, not doing it. I'm not having any more. Now i got to get that taste going. out of my mouth. I'm sorry, but I'm going two thumbs down. Two thumbs down. I'm going to give them one thumb, actually. I don't think they're that bad. I think it's certainly... Uh, Good. Well, have fun um, digesting the rest of this. I'm going to have another one. Yeah, I think you should. I think I you should go. have all of them. I will. I'll have all of them. Um... So not a not a chip outside of the name, I don't think. No, like a like a like the name says, wontons. They're they're you know yeah. crackerish. Oh, they're definitely crackery. Well, we can't like everything we, we eat. We can't. We can't. No, absolutely. And um, these are definitely in there, yeah. as far as not likable. I'm sorry, Michelle. I think it's fine. No, I don't know. I, think I don't it's even good. know why. No. I shouldn't have to apologize. All right. Well, thank you for listening today. Next week we're going to go over whiplash, which is kind of a fun name for something but we'll go over that we're going to eat actually another hawaiian chip which is the aloha edibles furikake furikake that sounds furikake yeah anyone who's been to a poke city or a poke place furikake is like a rice seasoning yeah so it's a it's a sesame seed salt seaweed seasoning. There's often some dried fish and some other things in there. It's fantastic for those who haven't had it. And these came courtesy of Kem. Uh-huh. Kem, who is just mailing us chips from all over the world. She's everywhere. Every she's time we look our, up, she's in a different continent. It's she's our amazing. hero. I don't know how she landed that gig, but... Yeah, we need to get in on that, that train. So those are actually potato chips, so that'll be a big return to the, the chip world for us there. Woohoo! Uh, if you like the show, please tell your friends, follow, review, subscribe. Go ahead and, and ask us any questions you want. Uh, we are always looking for some new topics to discuss, especially anything that people are into. If you liked 
uh, today's show, give us a follow on the Instagram and Twitter, and we'll have some more information throughout the week. Again, we'll definitely have that special test on there for the scaphoid. If you need some more information on rebound therapy, check out our website, reboundclinic.com. He's Jimmer. I'm Christian. Thanks for listening.